Welcome to the show where we talk about nerd culture from a BPOV, a black POV. I'm your host, Brendan, and I'm joined with one of my favorite hip hop artists working today, uh, master rapper, producer, arranger, electric performer, the one, the only legendary Odyssey. Thank you for just giving me the time. All good, man. Thank you. How's your jet lag? I'm good. I'm good today. Arrived to Shanghai, slept immediately because we got in late. Had the show the next day, went to sleep for an hour, woke up, flew to Korea, went to sleep last night. So I've had my third night of rest last night. How many hours did you get last night? I got eight. I got eight. Good. Night. That was yeah. good. Good, good. You're good. Yeah. Are there, we talked briefly about it, but are there any foods that you're excited to eat again now that you're back here? No, no, I, I'm not. Like it is, I'm just here. Are you I, I'm are you a foodie? Or do you... I am. Okay. I am. I am. I definitely am a foodie. But um, I think I've been traveling so much that I'm, if I'm honest, I'm a bit desensitized. Okay. Yeah. And, I, and there's no polite way of saying that. I hope that doesn't come across smug. Like, it literally is just, I've been on the road for so long. Sure. Like, I don't know what day it is half the time. Like, things are starting to blend together. Sure. Interactions seem like uh, I'm in a perpetual state of deja vu, you know? I'm just kind of glazed over right now. I feel you. Yeah. I told you, if you can, <laughs> Jim Doc yeah. is the one want to try. All right, I will. Folks back at home, Google that. Koreans always push the kimchi, the, the barbecue, but Jim Doc is, is the truth. Um, do you do you dig any Korean hip-hop, or has anyone reached out for beats here? Uh, no, I've never actually worked with any Korean artists before. Really? No, I'm not. I'm not too familiar with the scene, uh, but I would love to. I'm always interested wherever I go and listening to what the local artists are doing. Sure, 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 sure. Your your set last night was dope. Oh, thanks. Right, um, quick, quick little four songs. No, it was good. I mean, it was it was short and sweet. The yeah. way I just noticed, uh, even from two years ago, the way that you're crafting your hooks now, it's it seems like you you wrote them with performance in mind, and to get just people around the world to engage with it better. I was listening to your older work and some of the hooks were, it'd be hard to get the Koreans to, yeah. to follow you. That's love is easy. Sure. Uh, like really, it's so easy to follow. Yeah. But of course, for like thinking out loud or something, I'm just thinking out loud. I'm okay, trying okay, I'm trying to remember. What I'm so, all about. It'd yeah. be hard to get yeah. a, a global community to kind of follow you on that if, if that's not their native language. So sure. at, when did you start getting into that mindset kind of shortening your, your hooks? Um, well, even last night, some some of the songs I performed at this point are three to five years old. You know, um, Best Love, Good Fight, I think that came out in 2015. Uh, and I think I had that the last time I came here. Mm. Um, Own Appeal, I performed last night. That came out in Tangible Dreams. That must have come out in like, 18, yeah, something like that. You know, um, so there's an array, there's a range of music that I perform regardless of where I'm at. But I think I started touring in 2006. And when I left America and started touring in Europe for the first time, I was, I found myself in a crowd who English wasn't their first language. So I started to understand to connect with the crowd. There had to be some level of like lyrical acrobatics and simplicity because they couldn't necessarily connect with me on what I was saying it, but more on how I was saying it. Right, right. So that trained me and kind of helped me 
figure out how to change the lyrics that I'd already previously written to make it more accommodating for an audience whose English was their second language. So I'll oftentimes change my enunciation. I might remove words. I might change words of a song, depending on where I'm at, to simplify it. How does it feel to look at America from outside of it? And is there anything from the countries you visited that you wish America could implement in their culture, their government, et cetera? I grew up looking at America from the outside. You know, I spent, since I can remember, at least three months of a year consecutively away from home, you know, from the States. I mean, America is such a different culture. There really is nothing that you could say, I wish we could do this in America. It's too different. You know, its its foundation is too different. Its cultural legacy is too different. A lot of institutions that work elsewhere that people condemn America for not practicing, they haven't actually practically tried to apply it to America. Mm. They look at America as numbers and statistics without looking at culture and people. Okay. You know, so we can make blanket statements like, um, wish there was gun control, wish there was universal health care. Sure. Definitely think I wish that those were things that existed in America. Wish that there was free university. You know, those are the things that when we point fingers at America, we're like, when you really look at America, a lot of those things might not work in America because we are, Americans are crazy. We're crazy. And, and we're not as culturally homogenized as people like to think that we are. You know, we are not a reflection of our coast. America is not our major cities. 50% of Americans live in urban areas and 50% of Americans live outside of urban areas. Every representation you see of New York and LA and Sleepless in Seattle, et cetera, is a whole other side to it that people are forgetting when we wish that their things were different in America. You know, and our, our you know, past couple presidents are a reflection of that. Right. Have you been keeping track of the election results since you've been moving around? I haven't. I haven't. Um, it started like right when I left. Right. And I've been severely jet lagged. Right. But I need to catch up. My wife tries to keep me up, keep me up to speed on what's going on. Even if you're not on tour, do you consume a lot of social media or you just keep cut it out to stay focused? Or? Yeah, I don't really consume a lot of social media. I have... Or I, news too. I have a bunch of chats with, with friends, different friend circles of my interest. You know, I got my friends who are really heavy into music. I got my friends who are really heavy into social commentary, my, my history buff friends. And they kind of source me with all the information I need. and then. I, if I'm, you know, sitting in bed before I go to sleep, I might check the news and check some timelines to see what what's going on, you know. But a lot of times I feel like I've been shot out into space when I'm on tour and I'm observing the world and the world spinning around. And when I land, it's a different time and place. But mm-hmm. it feels like I left and just came back. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it feels like a lot of times. Well, speaking of politics and whatnot, you're, I feel like your social commentary is really Gone to New Heights with uh, You Grew Up. It's my favorite songs of the decade, really. It's, it's amazing. Um, Thank you. But yet you seem so hopeful overall in your music. And just as a Black Muslim in America and all that's happened, how do you how do you do that? How do you maintain that, that energy? It's always been worse. Simple. It can always be worse, you know. And someone has to show a different perspective. Kind of was always put in that place since I was a kid. Uh, 
having to show a different perspective of what people generalize. My mother's Black American, my dad's Sudanese, my mom's Christian, my father's Muslim. And I was always in between trying to explain one thing to the other. So I think I kind of just assume that role musically in anything that I talk about, not just religion, politics or whatever. In anything, I kind of take a more of a journalistic approach of posing a question versus imposing an answer, you know? And yeah, I think it's just how I found myself in my music. Like what makes me different? Why should someone listen to me? I pose questions, you know, I provide alternative views. That's what makes me me. And when you can define what you are, it's easier to execute. So I think I just found myself in this position just based on my own upbringing. They say that creation and art is a form of resistance. What advice would you give to the downtrodden who aren't inspired like they used to or are too stuck in the whirlwind of what's going on today to be even consistent in their work? Open up a history book. and realize that what is happening has happened. And that allows you to remove yourself from the center of the universe and think that what is happening is happening at its greatest time around you. And when you realize that it humbles you and it gives you a perspective and it gives you a stronger endurance to withstand anything that you go through in life, when you realize that all of this has occurred, you know, being ultra conservative in government, socially or extremely liberal, Things have just flip-flopped through time since the beginning of civilization. You know, uh, opportunities or lack of opportunities, an abundance in resources or lack of resources, wealth and prosperity and economic growth or decline. These things happen over and over and over and over and over. And they're not just happening to you. I think a lot of times we internalize things and we think that they're only happening to us. We think that we are responsible for our success or we are to blame for our our failures and everything is around us. And it's not a lot of times. It has nothing to do with you. It's, it's something that's moving around and you just happen to be here at this specific time, specific time, you know. And I think having that perspective really made me just relaxed and able to continue to produce and create music without a lot of pressure. Because any pressure that I have, I feel is self-imposed. And when I realize that and I remove that pressure, then there is no pressure, simple as that. On making music, you said in your interview with uh, Rosenberg, I believe, that you like to to challenge yourself musically. And if anyone reached out to you, any artist that normally wouldn't associate, that people wouldn't normally associate with you, you would be cool to challenge yourself to make mm-hmm. beats for that. Yeah, those people. I remember two years ago you did a kind of a, a trap like remix. Mm-hmm. We know uh, artists like Lupe and J Cole, who you've worked with, and. Uh, Kendrick have kind of flipped these beats and made them work. Have you considered doing like a project, an EP, even with those kind of beats and make them, you know, an Odyssey style? I haven't. Um, Maybe. Maybe one day I will. Maybe I should, you know. Yeah, it's funny. That that trap remix, everyone loves it when I do it on on my stage. I actually produced that here. Okay. Yeah. The last time I was here in Korea is when I made it. I made it in a hotel room. I think the first time I might have performed it was here. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's been, I've been performing around the world ever since. You never thought of like an official, just just a Lucy for the people? No, no, it hasn't really crossed my mind. I mean, I've always kind of, if you listen to my past couple of records, um, Catching Vibes on Alwasta, it's got some trap influence. Um, 
what's the name of that song? Killing Time, Killing Time. on Tangible Dream. Like, really, there's always been a track like that. It's on the record because I listen to that. I like that music as well. Who you who you listen to these days? Checks the phone. Who am I listening to? Um, Kenny Beats, Alex Vaughn, New Action Bronson, New Rock Marciano, Ross Nebu, Ethiopian artist from Washington D.C. Currency and Freddie Gibbs album. Mm-hmm. Eliza Shaddad, singer, Scottish Sudanese singer from Scotland. Wow. Her album Future. Saba. You know, he's coming here next month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually just ran into each other recently. Winston Surfshirt, Joey Perp, Children of Zeus, Freeway, Confunction, Victor Provost. I'm all over the place, man. Um, Don Don Tolliver, Lewis Cole, AJ Tracy, Travis Scott, a lot of go-go, Northeast Groovers, some Sudanese music. All over the place. I'm glad this is recorded. I'm making all these notes. Thank you. Cool. Just a couple more questions. Has there been anything since the release of The Iceberg that has inspired your writing for your next project? Any event or cultural phenomenon? No, I haven't. I haven't really focused on writing anything yet. I, my daughter was born on the 21st of July. And Congratulations. Thanks, man. In uh, 2017. And yeah, I just kind of been preoccupied with that. Sure. Yeah, I haven't. I have a title for the next album and I kind of have an underlying theme. I maybe have produced like three or four beats that I know I want to keep for the record. But that's it. I haven't really touched it yet. And just kind of been on tour. And if I haven't been on tour, I've just been home with my with my daughter and my wife. You said you don't uh, put pressure on yourself. There's no, you couldn't give us a hint of when you might release it next year, 2020. Do you, do you set dates or? Yeah, yeah, I want it to come out in September 2019. Okay. Yeah, and I want to release at least 10 singles not associated with the album before the album comes out. Wow. Yeah. Wow. If you want to release it on September 19th, my birthday, I won't, <laughs> I won't be upset about that. Oh, good. Keep it in mind. Cool, man. Um, well, that's, that's really all I have. Thank you so much no, no worries, for your man. time. Thank I really you. appreciate this. Oh, good. Oh, good. Thank you, bro. Right. Appreciate uh, it, yeah, for the folks who are listening, where can they follow you, find you? Odyssey. O-D-D-I-S-E-E. Whichever social media is your preference. Sure. Search engine. Is your per- preference O double D I S double E? Yeah, and of course you can find Blurred Up on Facebook at E L E R D U P. We're also on Twitter at E L E R D U, and on Instagram now E L E R D period U P. Again, thank you so much. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. That was easy. Man.